It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for Eiffel TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Eddie Hearn, looking very radiant. And you're not coming in a bubble this week. Is this true? Yes. Is for, this, for good reasons. Is this because your good lady is expecting your first child and is that... Yeah, so my good lady, as you put, is having my child on Monday. The wow. 15th. Really? That soon? Yeah. Six days. Day after Valentine's Day. Correct. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> so you are romantic. I won't be at this week's show or next, next week's week. show, but hopefully return in Well, good luck to you, sir. March. Good Thank luck you very much. And you know you're having a little girl, right? Yes. Okay. So if I need any advice, obviously... Oh, mate. Good luck is all I can say. Good Thank luck. You. Thank you. Um, well, boxing back. Yes. Fuck for that. I know. It's, it's been a long time and obviously... Sky Sports, match in the zone, returns this week with uh, Warrington against Lara. And yeah, it's a relief. It must be a relief. It is. A lot of work's gone into it. I mean, we actually have 12 shows planned for the next eight weeks in seven different countries. So it's a bit of a whirlwind and you have to just literally roll with the punches because there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be replacements, there's going to, you know, even today as we sit here, we just finalised, I think, Hopi Price's opponent fell out and we've got one more and you know you're up against time to get people into the bubble and get them tested um lara and kiko martinez got tested yesterday they're negative the british fighters will get tested today you just have to accept that you know some some bad things some challenging things are going to happen at times but it's a brilliant schedule i mean this saturday's great with warrington against lara kiko martinez against elfa barrett i love lee wood against reese mole for the british title i love Dalton Smith against Ellis, Hopi Price, Ibrahim Nadeem against our favourite Johnny Phillips back in the bubble. Next week for me is one that I am just absolutely moist for, to be honest with you, because Kelly against Avenesian is a fight I've been so excited about for so long. What, we've got 10 days left? Just, just stop training. Just stop training. Just put them in a bubble or some cotton wool. Just send them down to the hotel now. Marku against Charlton. 
fantastic. Robbie Davis in a really good fight as well, and actually announcing Jordan Gill in a really good fight as well. And um, Johnny Fisher debut next week as well. Sam Jones won't stop talking about him. And then obviously we go the week after Canelo Alvarez in Miami, Julio Cesar Martinez. What what a pinch yourself moment to be promoting Canelo Alvarez at the Miami Dolphins. Oh, and then the week after White against Povetkin, which we'll come on to later. Great card, Metcalf against Cheeseman, Wardley against Molina, Congo against Mickinson, the debut of Campbell Hatton. And then the week after that, another one that I just pinching myself about is Estrada against Chocolatito. World Championship triple header. Chocolatito against Estrada, Brackhouse against McCaskill, undisputed rematch. Kaya Gucci defending his world title as well. Uh, March the 20th, onto Lawrence Akoli fighting Glowacki. Chantel Cameron defending her world title as well. March the 27th, we're going to be in uh, Spain. By the way, Feb, that Feb weekend, Feb 27, uh, we've also got Joseph Parker fighting Junior Farr. And then the weekend of March 13th, we've also got Rungbasai in Thailand on one of our shows. And then where are we up to? March 20th, March 27th in Milan. April uh, the 2nd, we're going to be doing an unbelievable show in Uzbekistan that we're finalising at the moment with Giyasov, Madrimov. Um, and Akhmad Aliyev defending his world title. And then April the 10th, Conor Ben, Sammy Vargas, Samana Marshall, um, Bridges against Ball on there as well. It's, it's, it's mad. And then April 14th, we'll have a show in America. So can't wait. It's, you know, just going to be a roller coaster. And that is my plan to do a show every weekend. That's my target. And right now, we're fully booked till April the 17th. So I need one for the 23rd or 24th. I need one for May the 1st. Fingers crossed Canelo Alvarez beats Yildirim on Feb 27. And we should be in a position to announce the Billy Joe Saunders fight for, for May the 8th. So, and by the way, that is an absolutely massive fight. Wait till Billy Joe Saunders gets in Canelo Alvarez's face. This is going to be a massive fight. Massive. Okay, so... Last time I was here, you teased us with a potential pay-per-view date in mm -hmm. April. April 24th. Okay. Is that still on course? Still on course. Uh, it could be April 21st, 24th, or May the 1st. One of those two dates. But we have five or six really big fights to make. And the only way I can do it, well, I could sort of delay things and do it over the year, but I'd rather do it on one night. Is this a heavyweight thing, night? No. Will it feature heavyweights? Yes. Yes. But not specifically. No. no. Because when um, there was a poster that circulated yeah. with Derek Chisora and Joseph Parker. Yeah. That was one of those moments where I was just sort of sitting at home and my phone started going mad. And I've looked at it and thought, what's that? So they put that poster together. But I will say, we want to make that fight. You know, um, Joseph Parker fights Junior Far, Feb 27. And then I'd like to go into the Chisora fight in the summer. David Hayes spoke to me, he's up for it, Del Boy's up for it, Joseph Parker and David Higgins are bang up for it. So that's a little summer fight for me. As we approach, I mean, we're planning fight camp. How mad is that? We're planning fight camp now for July, August. Can't believe it, it was only, well it was, seven months ago. Back here? Yeah. You're coming back here? We might be coming back here, we might be doing it outside somewhere bigger. Oh. We're gonna do a festival of boxing this summer. Okay. So, um, yeah, fight camp is back underway and planning all those fights now. 
It's a pretty strong call when you look at kind of all them fighters that are already occupied with fights to say that you want to put something on pay-per-view in April when we know kind of it doesn't involve, that's what I said about the heavyweights, mm -hmm. it doesn't involve like White Fury, Joshua, mm -hmm. that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So you must have something pretty special. Like no, it is. I mean, there's, I think, three or four world title fights, um, big domestic fights, and I'm trying to do something big. You know, I mean, we're, we're long past the point of you know me worrying about arguing with people on what's pay-per-view and what's not. Our form has showed that we're right, but ultimately you are the customer and you're always right, and you will decide whether to buy it or not. So I just feel that, you know, we're in a stage in April where April 24th, May the 1st, where will we be at with crowds? I'm actually quite hopeful. We certainly won't be anywhere near full capacity, but I am hopeful that we can start getting people back. But we've said that before. So right now, I just need to plan a schedule and deliver for our fighters to mean that they can plan their futures. And one thing that Matrim has delivered consistently across the pandemic is delivering for its fighters, providing consistent dates, providing opportunities to advance your career. And, and the work we've done in the pandemic has been unbelievable, especially this run. No one's doing it like us, let's not fuck about. No one's on the same level. You know, maybe you might do a show or two in your own country. We're doing 12 shows in eight weeks in seven different countries. This is the biggest year for Matrim ever, ever. And we are going completely global. We are completely taking over the sport and we're doing it in a pandemic. And when we return to normality, as Warren Buffett says, when the tide goes out, you get to see who's swimming naked. And everybody who hasn't been running a proper business will be getting found out during this period. And good news for us, we have good news for our fighters. We consistently provide you with opportunities. And I feel like the momentum that we've had for boxing during this period has been fantastic. And uh, thank you very much. I haven't spoke to you for, on camera for what, 11 days? Ooh. Ooh. Um, so in that 11 days, mm -hmm. as in regards to uh, AJ Fury, yeah. what has happened? Do you know what, Bob phoned me. Uh, two nights ago. Eddie, I think you should stop talking about Fury Joshua. I said, what do you mean? He went, well, because you're talking and then Frank's gonna wanna talk and I'm gonna have to say something for you. And you got cheek. You're telling people the site deal's already confirmed. What's it? No, 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 but let's just go quiet until, you know, we, we sign the deal, we all announce it together. And I sort of said, oh, Bob, where are you? But I told you, Bob phones me up and tells me what to do. Like, I don't do you know. listen to Bob? I respect Bob. <laughs> so that's not you listen to him? No, I don't, I don't have to listen to Bob, but I respect Bob. So I don't, you know, start pulling faces down the phone. I listen, I digest the information or the instruction sometimes and decide what I'm going to do. And I agree. To, to be honest with you, I don't really want to talk about the fight because I keep saying the same thing, don't I? Two weeks, hopefully it'll be done. And, so I don't want to bore people, but at the same time, when I'm asked about it, 50, so I said to Bob, Bob, I'm getting asked about it 20 times a day in interviews. What do you want me to say? Just say, I'm not going to talk about it. Like you can't say that. So what I'll tell you, and I don't think we should go too deep into it, is we've sent the contracts, we've had minor requests for changes, which all seem a reasonable discussion, and hopefully, we shouldn't be too long to go before an official announcement. Still some work to do, but we're close. So can we move on? Because otherwise he will tell me off.
Sorry, Bob, but no, we can't move on. Um, Venue-wise, mm -hmm. uh, is there a front runner that's emerged no, from no. the um, numerous countries? What we want to do is we want to get this thing signed. We want to let all you wonderful people know that the biggest fight ever in boxing is on. But surely that's got a big thing to do with it, where it is. Not in terms of the deal for the fighters, right? right? right. So ultimately the fighters will have to approve or be happy with where it is. But we want to say the fight is done, the fight is signed, the fight is happening. And then everyone can get excited. And then I don't want to go out and start having millions of meetings with people before we have even have a fight. You know what I mean? So let's get the fight. Let's know that we have an actual product, an actual fight to deliver for these people that we're talking to, and then we'll finalise the site. Then we're still targeting around late, uh, not not late May. Not May, June. June, okay. June the what? Oh mate, just leave it. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be like, because all you lot, you just take bits you of the thing, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you. What percent do you give it? I know. Uh, 80, it's 80% done, then bubble foam you. I told you to shut up, what's this 80%? So like, yeah, just leave it. But in, in a nutshell, in layman's terms, mm -hmm. things are progressing well, yes? In layman's terms, things are fine. Okay. Um, you know, yeah. Okay, good. I've got such a big mouth, I can't help but talking, but you know. Don't upset Bob. All, all I can tell you, all I'll say is this. I'm doing everything in my power to make sure this happens. And I believe others are too. So, one more thing about Acto <laughs> Fury. So you're talking to Joshua regularly. I know yeah, you like to drop that he's in. He's coming in here tomorrow. Yeah, I'm talking to Joshua. I talked to Joshua last night. No, he's coming in here tomorrow. Talk about a lot of things. But you liaise with him on every move absolutely. that's being made. Yeah, absolutely. He's the boss. Hmm. You know, I always say, fighters, fight, I work for the fighters. So AJ's my boss. I will carry out all the instructions that he asked me to. He wants his fight, he's desperate for this fight, he's training for this fight. <coughs> you know, he hasn't really left camp since the Pulev fight, to be honest with you, because he's so driven and so obsessed with winning this fight. So, absolutely. Okay. I just know you like to drop in that you spoke to Aiden. But I do speak to fighters. So, you know, you always take the piss out of me and go, oh, or people do, or you lot. Oh, I spoke to Joshua last night, or the new one. Oh, I spoke to Canelo last night. I spoke to Eddie Reynoso last night. Oh, I did. Sent you a pair of them DNG pajamas. Shout out to Canelo for the Dolce Cabana pajamas. Don't quite have the swag like him to pull them off. Have you, you worn them since the picture? Yeah. Do you think I should wear them at the next fight at the Wayne? Hundred percent. Leave your comments in. Yeah. Below. Okay. 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 I will. Um, Eddie, can I get a, a reaction uh, and a response to you to the BBC Panorama documentary which aired a couple of weeks ago, uh, centred around Daniel Kinahan, uh, the boxing advisor? Um, yeah, what did you make of it, first of all? No, I mean, listen, we never like, you know, any negative press for the sport. Um, I did like the uh, labelling of me the most powerful man in British boxing. Thank you very much for that. I did provide him with a statement, and you know, that statement is quite simple. We have no say over who a fighter appoints or represents as the manager or um, as advisor or part of their team. Um, that would actually be a conflict of interest for us as promoters. So, um, Daniel Kinahan represents a number of high profile fighters in the world. Um, I've known him for a number of years, I've made fights with him, um, all of those deals have been positive and we just want to move forward and you know keep making great fights. I'm focused on our business, what we're doing um, and when we're instructed to deal with any individual 
that represents a fighter, we will do so to make that fight. So, yeah, I'd rather focus on the great schedule moving forward, trying to make the biggest fight in boxing, and, you know, um, keep moving the sport forward. Which is pretty much what you've said all the way along anyway, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, you know, as I said, I keep providing these statements. I, I don't mind answering questions on it, but I want to focus on what we're doing and, and you know, the great moves and momentum we're um, forcing for the sport of boxing. So that's what we want to talk about. And again, we've got a schedule coming up where I feel like it's the best schedule boxing's ever seen. So my plan is to keep pushing the sport forward globally and that's what we intend to do. Just coming back to your mate Canelo, mm -hmm. your bestie, you his phone number on your phone. Is it put in principle, in writing, that he wins that, he fights Billy Joe, or is there still paperwork to be done with that, or what? Well, there's still some slight paperwork to do, but we're all on board. I mean, that fight, you know, I don't think Canelo wants to talk too much about the Saunders fight until he deals with business on February the 27th. You know, Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Dolphins, um, beat Yildrim, Billy Joe is coming to the fight, and we would like to be in a position to see that fight announced on the night, which would be huge. You know, this is a big fight, and, you know, with Billy, someone asked me the question yesterday, they said, do you ever, are you going to sit down with Bill and talk to him about social media? And I said, do you know what? No. What I'm going to do with Billy is say, Billy is Billy. And you keep saying that you are the best middleweight, best super middleweight on the planet. You keep saying you'll beat Golovkin, you'll beat Canelo Alvarez. Well, mate, there you go. You know, it's too late in the day to start trying to educate him about what to say and what not to say on social media. Billy is a fighter, right? Billy has spent his whole life being a fighter. That's what he does. So less talk, more fighting. There's the opportunity. There's the chance of a lifetime. There's the pound for pound number one. It's on you, mate. Forget the tweets, forget the videos. That's all in the past. This is your opportunity to be a great. Focus on that. Get in the gym, put the phone down, delete the app, and just do what you told us you were gonna do. Because he's a hell of a fighter. And you know with Billy Joe Saunders, the bigger the challenge, the bigger the performance. And there ain't no bigger challenge in Canelo Alvarez. So let's get this fight confirmed. Let's see Canelo Alvarez beat Yildirim. And then you have, in my opinion, a mega fight. You have a unification fight. You have one of you know, the great, all-time greats in Sal Alvarez. And you have someone from UK, world champion, who might just have the ability to shock the world. Love him, hate him, and you know what? You might have your reasons for both, but I don't care anymore, because I'm just gonna give him the chance, and then over to you, mate. And that's what we're gonna do. Billy Joe Saunders in Miami on Canelo Fight Week. What could possibly go wrong? Let's bring him out there to arrive on Saturday morning. <laughs> Just before the fight. Keep him the week Quick there. test. No. Keep him the week there. Let him start Let's keep him out of the bubble. Eh? Let's keep him out of the bubble. But that's, that's what I think he'll want to get in Canelo's head. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's his way. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So um, venue-wise for that. So I read somewhere yesterday that 
you and Bob Aaron have kind of worked around this kind of May the 8th thing? Not really. Uh, they announced May the 8th and, you know, we said we're going May the 8th with Canelo and I think they said, well, we're going May the 8th. And we said, all right. And then they moved it. So I think it was good for everyone. I mean, that's like, you know, you, there's two things you don't do in boxing. You don't go up against an Anthony Joshua fight and you don't go up against a Sal Canelo ever. Shall I start that again? <laughs> There's two things you don't do in boxing. You don't even have to cut that. Go don't on, you, don't go, you don't go up against an anti Joshua fight and you don't go up against a Saul Canelo Alvarez fight. That's the two things you don't do. And the thing is with Cinco de Mayo weekend, you know, Cinco de Mayo this year falls on a Wednesday. So you can go on the 1st or the 8th. And, but Cinco de Mayo weekend basically is when Canelo goes and that's May the 8th. So shout out to Bob Aaron for moving because, you know, it does take a big man to stand up and go, I understand, it's the right thing to do. Um, but you just don't go up against Canelo Alvarez and you certainly don't go up against Canelo Alvarez against Billy Joe Saunders. I read it like you requested them to move no, it and I did you not. worked together and it was all lovely. No, I made no request. Okay. Um, likely to take place in Dallas? Uh, Texas? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, a lot depends. You know, there is the hope that people will start returning to Vegas in April and May and obviously you have the Allegiant Stadium there and T-Mobile Dallas uh, would be great at the Cowboys Stadium you know um, just let's get Feb 27 out of the way mm. it's going to be good um, Dillian White rematch with Povetkin obviously you've announced the first two shows of Five Knuckle Shuffle mm -hmm. to take place uh, at Wembley but after that we're still unknown are you still working on a venue for that? Yeah, I mean, we do have some international options for that fight as well. Obviously, it's tricky with Dillian training in Portugal. Um, that's been put on the red list. So he would have to come to the UK at the moment if there wasn't uh, uh, an exemption for elite athletes 10 days before and stay at a government Why hotel. Why have they changed that? Changed what? Have they changed the exemption rules for elite athletes? Red, in red list countries, right. yeah. So that's a conversation we're going to have with DCMS. And if they won't allow Dillian to either come a little bit later or to isolate on his own in our bubble, then we may have to, we've got two options, move the fight internationally or Dillian comes home early or Dillian goes to uh, Spain to train and isolate there before he comes back to the UK. So at the moment, everything's up in the air in terms of where that will be, but we will make a decision this week. Okay. So, but regardless, that fight, March 6th, is that's exactly. it, yeah, yeah. Where that's on, yeah. Okay. But do it around your if you want to. Oh, mate, thanks. No. Um, so what was your thoughts on this situation that's kind of evolved this week again between Deontay Wilder and Mark Oh Green? my God, I listened to Deontay Wilder's interview last night. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, I don't like it really, do you know what I mean? Because I think Mark Breland, by the way, Mark Breland, for a lot of people who probably are a little bit younger than me, you probably never got the chance to watch Mark Breland fight. What a fighter, what a fighter. Um, and a, a good boxing man, do you know what I mean? Like he's dedicated his whole life to the sport. And I kind of feel a bit bad that he's, he's kind of ruined his legacy, do you know what I mean? Like in the future, when you talk about Mark Breland, you wouldn't be saying this guy was 
WBA world champion and what a great fighter and he was a good trainer. You'd be saying, oh, this is the guy that Wilder accused him of spiking his drink. You know what I mean? And I just feel it. Go and listen to that interview from Deontay Wilder last night. He's completely lost his mind. Completely lost his mind. When you start talking about yourself in the, in the third person, you know, kings, let me tell you what kings do. What are you talking about? Kings. Yeah, kings, because I'm a king. You're not king, mate. You've got to be. You could become king, but you're not at the moment. And, you know, he's like, well, the reason that Mark Breeden is doing this, and I thought this all along, he's actually jealous of me. So what, he, he, he threw the towel in and he spiked your drink because he was jealous of you. I mean, but I don't, to be honest with you, Mark Breland had to say his bit, didn't he? He had to get... Did come out I didn't really even like what Mark Breland said, to be honest with you, because he undermined him as a fighter. He basically said Wilder was useless. And if you've trained with someone for so long, I, I, don't, I feel like, you know... Listen, I would have done the same, probably, as, as Breland, but sometimes it's better to come out and just hold your dignity, isn't it, and say, do you know what? He can say what he says. I know who I am. I, I know the trainer that I am, the individual that I am, and that's all I'm going to say. But he's probably extremely pissed off and frustrated that he hasn't been able to have his say. And when he got the chance to speak, he basically said, Wilder doesn't train. He said, Wilder can't box. He has no jab. He's never beaten anyone. He's never beat Fury. He so, made some comments for Anthony Joshua, but referring I didn't to... See them. What yeah, he clarified them today. So he said he could beat Anthony Joshua, but... Who he, Wilder said that? Uh, uh, said that yeah. about himself. But he's talking about, obviously, when he was a younger man, not at the age he well is now. Yeah. But I think he just got carried away. I think he just got carried. I didn't. I don't like either of it because it's not. It's never nice when there's a. You know that was obviously a strong relationship at one stage, and I don't like it when it goes bit bitter. But when I listen, um, I don't know. Deontay Wilder just pops up and bizarre in like bizarre YouTube channels. Don't know if you notice. Like he's not giving interviews to traditional media like major outlets. And then he just pops up on some random thing. Sounds like he's sort of just relaxing a little bit at home. And just, I couldn't believe it when I listened to it. I could not believe it. But let's see him back in the ring. And where's Andy Ruiz? Come on. I love, no, I love Andy Ruiz. I think he's so good to watch. You know what I mean? So exciting. And Wilder's so exciting to watch as well. You've got the biggest fight in heavyweight boxing, you know, one of the biggest fights in heavyweight history trying to get made, but let's get the other ones, you know. Usyk Joyce, another great fight. Deontay Wilder, Andy Ruiz, Dillian White against Povetkin, Parker against Farr, Chisora against Parker. Let's get them moving. Hergovic, Hunter. Where's Michael Hunter? You said you boxed for free against Dillian White and Tyson Fury, but when we made you an offer to fight Philip Hergovic, you didn't even reply. So, come on. Let's make the fights. But I really want to see Wilder back. He's great for boxing. And so is Andy Ruiz. He was being linked with a fight with Charles Martin. Who? Uh, Wilder. That's all right. Yeah. Good fight. Charles Martin can fight. You know, I know AJ cleaned him out in two rounds, but, you know, that was a great performance. Charles Martin can fight. That was a while ago now. Yeah, but still, he was a good fighter then. He's a good fighter now. Yeah, but... Um, Charles Martin might beat Deontay Wilder. You believe? Yes. Fucking, at the moment, you might beat Deontay Wilder. Oh, now we're going. No, actually, that was a bit silly. But I am No, definitely, definitely silly. Definitely but silly. But he, he... Just listen to the interview. 
I've only read the quotes from it. I haven't seen, listened to the actual interview. I didn't actually know where it was. I played it last night, mm. right? I got into bed and I was just going through Twitter and I saw the interview and I just played it and I listened to it for two minutes and I could not believe what I was listening to. All right, well, everyone give that a Google. I'm sure you'll find yeah. it. Um, Eddie, what's the situation with uh, Haney? So Haney, I mean, the WBC are about to order the Ryan Garcia fight, but Ryan Garcia's made it pretty clear he wants to fight the whole world apart from Devin Haney. Um, so for Haney, uh, he does have a mandatory of Javier Fortuna. Uh, maybe Ryan Garcia might look at that fight as well. The Linares fight is a fight that I would love to make for Devin Haney. Um, love to make Teofimo Lopez. He's got a purse bid coming up with George Cambosis, which obviously we'll be bidding on. Um, and yeah, Devin's ready to go, looking at the end of April. Just start getting back into training now, back into camp. Needs a big fight, needs a big fight. Can I ask you about who you recently done a podcast with? Because I do want to talk about him. Jake Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did that go, first of all? It was good. I, you know, I've, I see a, I've seen a bit of a different side to Jake Paul. And for my upcoming um, podcast, which is BBC No Passion, No Point, uh, actually, big news coming out about a new two-series deal. Um, I actually quite like Jake Paul. I mean, you've spent a bit of time around him, haven't you? And he's not... Like I said in the podcast, I said, like, you have to understand, you basically come across like a right helmet. Did you actually use the word helmet? No, but something along those lines. You should have used the word helmet. Yeah, but he would, probably wouldn't know what that meant. That's what but he, he basically said in a podcast, that I'm doing that to attract attention. I'm doing that to wind people up. I'm doing that to make noise. This is a guy, his whole life is dependent on views. A bit like you, actually. This is another thing you've got in common with Jake Paul. But I said to him, I said, the biggest question which all the fans want to know about, I shouldn't give you the exact content of the podcast, is why do you wear two watches? Do you know what I mean? Of which he said that he wants to know what his girls are up to in New York and what his girls are up to in LA. And I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, But he's, it's working. Do he's, you know what? I'm going to put it out there now, right? I quite like Jake Paul, and, and I think he's alright for boxing. Do you know what? You know he's what? training like a fighter. Agreed, right? In camp, you know, sparring, doing all the right training things. Training with like people who know boxing. Proper fighters, yeah. no, and, and you know, was it BJ Flores yeah. and those guys, right? So, okay. Now the Anderson Gibb fight that I'd done, right? Okay, was a bit Mickey Mouse. Gibb got ironed out and around. But I said before, Jake Paul can fight and he can punch, right? You can't really class that as a serious fight, right? And listen, I've done it, right? Nate Robinson, okay, athlete, trying to be a fighter or trying to have a fight. Can't really fight, but got absolutely ironed out in, was it one round or two rounds? Two rounds, I think it was, or whatever it was, right? Okay. Do we give Jake any more respect as a fighter through winning that fight? No, but he's certainly explosive and, you know, can look after himself. Now he fights Ben Askren, right? Now, Ben Askren has all the striking ability of Adam Smith from Sky. 
right? Sorry, Adam, I just threw it out. I don't know why that just threw that out there. Could have been Coogan, but you were the name that was on my lips, right? But he does fight for a living, right? So when he knocks Ben Askren out in a round, which he will, right? At what point do you say, actually, this guy ain't bad? Now, when I say I don't mind him and I think he's okay for boxing, it doesn't mean that I don't accept that when I watch him in these videos, I either think he's bang out of order, he deserves a slap, or he's a right helmet. Because I do have those feelings when I watch him. But people are watching. People are engaged. And he will fight good fighters as he progresses. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I don't mind him. When there's a YouTube exhibition, and it's a YouTube exhibition, him begin, just two YouTubers having a scrap. Do you know what I mean? But when you start fighting UFC guys, when you start, and then next, you could be fighting a bigger name UFC guy or an MMA guy. You know, who's the other guy who has all his beef with? Dylan Dennis. Yeah. You know, these kind of people. That's, that's... But don't people want to see him in with a boxer boxer? But I believe that will happen. Yeah. But if there was a fighter coming out, Coog, and making his debut, you wouldn't stick him in necessarily in a 50-50 fight for his debut. So this guy's beating Gibb, again, it was what it was. Nate Robinson, step up, it was what it was. Askren, at least he's a UFC fighter. But I, you know, I, I know I'll get a lot of heat from people who can't say... When I said, I put a thing out on my thing, didn't I? So I'm interviewing Jake Paul tonight. Any questions? Oh, mate, most of them was telling me he's an absolute, you know. But, what do you think? I, I don't mind him. I think he does overset the mark, but then so do a lot of people I know, so I might mm. talk about that. Mm. But, um, I no, thought, don't get me wrong, I thought the video about Connor particularly was yeah. banging out of order. Yeah, and he deserved to get, but no, but he deserved to get a slap if someone's seen him. But he don't care. I mean, what's he done now? He's gone on Instagram, he's deleted all, his all the people he's following, and he just follows Triller and Ben Askren's wife. I mean, again. That's like. No, but it's banging out of order. But you're goading people, you want people to tune in, you want people to be engaged. But it's working. He, of course it's, it's working, working. Because, because when you when you couple a fighter that talks a load of shit with a guy who knows how to distribute content to his followers, and drive views. That's when you get the synergy. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, again, I know people hate it, but and he will knock Askren out in a round or two. But one day, he will get flattened, and you will love watching it. But you know the fight where you think he might get flattened. Oh, it's going to be a big fight. You know when he just takes that jump too far and starts really rating himself as a fighter and goes, Do you know what, I'm ready. Give me a give me a pro fighter. That's when he's gonna get flattened. And that's when, you know, he will like as he says he wants to make KSI look like a meme or whatever, that's when he'll become a meme. I'd, but, I'd like to see him as someone who's got relative experience in in the boxing. Yeah, room. but he's not you know, he don't have that experience. So, he's better than some fighters I've seen, for sure. But when he steps up against a boxer, he's going to get beat. What do you think? No, he will. He will. But I'm not saying he can't fight, because, you know, I've seen him spar, and I know that, you know, he's game. He's game. Chances of seeing him in KSI? 
don't know, like that was another thing that we talked about in the podcast. I think he kind of is focusing now. The danger for Jake Paul is believing that he's a he's a you know, you, they won't like this, but believing he's a real fighter. You know what I mean? Real fighters are people that have dedicated their life to the sport, that have, that have done the hard rounds, that have, you know, this is a guy who's just gone in, made money, and fancies he can fight. But listen, good luck to him. Good luck to everyone. Good luck. Power speeds, do you tomorrow? Tomorrow for Liam Williams? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What we're doing here? I'm not bidding, we're not bidding. Okay. No, no we're bidding. Uh, <laughs> We, we've made him several offers. Actually, the first offer we made to Liam Williams probably six months ago, to be honest with you, but it's been dragging and dragging. He had an interim fight. Then Andrade was going to have an interim fight. So tomorrow is the date. Um, Will something get done beforehand? We have actually made another offer today. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so. So I think it will go to bids tomorrow. And then if we win, it will be in April uh, in Providence. And if they win, I guess it will be in England in, well, it has to be April, you know. I'll tell you what, that's a good fight, isn't it? Really good fight. Really good what, fight. What I'm disappointed about that fight is, is in America, no one realises that's as good a fight as it is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So people keep going, oh my God, Andre, Andre, he's now got to fight this Liam Williams guy. When's he going to step up? It's like, that's a big step up from the opposition he's been facing. I actually like the Liam Williams fight. I think it's the fight that Andre needs. Because I like Liam Williams, and he's going to come in, you know, with his Swansea swag and stick the nut in at the presser and all that kind of oh, stuff. Go off. And he's another person that's good for boxing. Liam Williams, very tough man, great in the build-up, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, Scott Fitzgerald mm -hmm. uh, on the verge of a return. Yes, very, uh, very. Short yeah, week. we'll be giving. I'm seeing Steve Wood this week. We'll get Fitzy's date. Looks like end of March, early April. Um, training hard, bit heavy at the moment still, but that's coming down. Amazing to see him back focused for the sport again. I get some people who say, um, oh, Hearn keeps talking about Fowler Fitzgerald. Fucking right, I do. It's a brilliant fight. I mean, you know, Fitz, some people say, oh, why does Fitz have to rematch Fowler? It's like, well, he doesn't have to, but it's just the biggest money fight for him and he thinks he can beat him again. But I want to get both guys 100% for that fight, you know? That, I think it's such a good fight that Fowler, he had COVID, he was supposed to box next week. He'll box again in, in March or early April. He's ready. You know, Fowler's a consummate professional, ready to fight. But I just want to get Fitz back and ready. I don't want Fitz to go in at 50% against Fowler. That's a massive fight, and we will make that fight. And that's, that's when we talk about fight camp, that's the kind of fight I want to see at fight camp, right? So the plan that we have for fight camp is obscene, obscene. And... That really is is one of the fights that I'd like to see on there. Um, Joshua Boatsy still mm -hmm. looking at, at an April return. Yeah, possibly on that April twenty fourth card, or again early May. Pereira um, Caparello. Yeah, Caparello is a fight that I'd like to make. You know, we do have some issues regarding the Australian sort of quarantine on the other end at the moment. Um, Sullivan Pereira is always a name that gets mentioned. Great fighter, um, and you know, I'd still like to make the Callum Johnson fight. That's still, I think, a great fight. You know, you've got a, a nice domestic mix at the moment, haven't you? With great win from Craig Richards, really impressive. Um, Anthony Yard is still a threat in the division for sure. Lyndon Arthur, 
Callum Johnson, Joshua Boetsy. So let's get him fighting. And uh, Josh was a bit unlucky because the plan was to fight in December. He had you know a bit of swelling around that eye, couldn't get back in, and um, took a trip to Ghana during the pandemic. And now he's ready, ready to go, pretty much. So looking forward to putting a good plan together. That's what you need. You need a plan. You know, every fighter needs to listen to that and sit down to their team and say, We've "Got to plan the future." It's not just we'll fight here, then you know we might go on holiday or we'll do that. No, no, this is your plan for the year. And I can sit down with every fighter that I represent and tell them my exact plan for this year. And you have to be across that, and you have to be on board with that, and you have to be part of that process. That would bang though, Boatsy and Callum Johnson. Great fight. You know, I haven't heard from Joe Gallagher on Callum Johnson for, for many months. Why don't you reach out then? I will do. I will do. Normally, it's the manager pesting you, to be honest with you. But well, that fight is like... great fight, and you know, I offered Callum Johnson a fight for November because he need, he's another one like Fitz. It wouldn't be right to put Callum Johnson in with Boatsy straight off the bat. He might take it, but you're not going to see the best Callum Johnson. I want to see the best Callum Johnson against the best Joshua Boatsy. That's what I want to see. Mm. You know, and to do that, Boatsy needs his fight. Let's run Callum Johnson out as well. And let's make that fight. That's, enough. That's actually another one I've got in my mind for fight camp. Take my money for that fight. Everybody. I will do. That's a, that's a banger. Um, we hopefully we're going to see Daniel Dubois return mm. to the ring. He's now being trained by Mark Tibbs, mm -hmm. uh, still managed by Martin Bowers. But yeah, a, a different move for, for Daniel Dubois. Good to see him back as well. Yeah, you know, another guy we talked about, Wilder, didn't we? We talked about Ruiz. I didn't mention Dubois, and I know he's got to rebuild, but... He's another fighter with, with a load of potential in the division. Um, you know, glad that he's back, healthy, looking to fight again. I think he's great for the sport. So good luck to him. And you know, Mark Tibbs, Jimmy Tibbs. Um, you know, obviously the management's still there with the Bowers. Good team. Good luck. I, I think you know we we need we need we want to see him back, don't we? You know, Joe Joyce has taken over the mantle. In that respect, just now, that little group, I guess, domestic guys. And now Joe's broken out from that. But, you know, it'd be interesting to see who they put Daniel back in with. But he's a young man, and he has a big future still. Liam Smith, you said you were looking for a big fight for him mm -hmm. to be announced soon in yeah, we're Russia. On, yeah, we're working on that, trying to close off this fight in Russia. It's a good fight for him. Um, I still want to make the Jesse Vargas fight. You know, I still think that, you know, you've got Liam Smith, you've got Kel Brook. Jesse Vargas, Amir Khan, Josh Kelly's fighting Avanesian, Connor Ben. You know. What are you saying? Do we make do we make Brooke against Liam Smith? Do we make you know, do we make Josh Kelly against Connor Ben or one of those guys against Amir Khan or Kelbrook? You know what I mean? I don't know. Just sort of playing all these things. Have you spoken to Kelbrook recently? No. Uh, I messaged, we messaged each other after the Crawford fight, but you know, I think he, of course, look, he want, he would, if he was to fight again, I guess he would want the biggest fight that's available to him, and that would still be Amir Khan. Have but you spoken to Amir Khan? Not recently, no. Okay. But you know, I, when I look at that, I, I know Kelly's got a really tough fight against Avanesian, and and Connor's got a tough fight against Vargas, but I do really love. Connor against Josh Kelly. Mm. You know, I do think that's a great fight. But you know, also like Connor against Amir Khan. You know, Connor against Amir yeah. Khan. What? Yeah, but why would Amir Khan take that fight? For money. I know, but I can see why Amir Khan 
Kell yeah, Brook. That's gone on for ages, but the, you are right. You know the problem is, is do those do that old guard want to fight a young pup where they can't really gain anything? You know, I'd love to make Josh Kelly against Kell Brook, but Kell would go in. Four to one fight. Josh. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but ultimately a fight becomes really big, and then you might change your mind. Um, I don't know. This is. I'm not saying. I'm just playing things out in my head. You know, I had a meeting with Connor yesterday, and. He's game, you know, he's game for all those guys. Well, let's hope it is an exciting summer. And well, it will be. I, I, this, this will be the biggest year for boxing yet, I promise you. This will be the biggest year we've ever had in boxing. This will be the best and biggest year that boxing has ever had in this country. Said that very confidently. Yeah, because I know the schedule so far. Obviously, you've got the biggest fight, one of the biggest fights ever. We could get two of them with Fury against AJ this year. You know, you got Canelo against Billy Joe, you got Taylor Ramirez, not ours, but it's a good fight as well. Um, you know. What are you doing with Bacoli? We wanted to make the Hergovic fight. We were close to making that fight. She spoke to Calla this morning. Uh, still trying to make Hergovic against Bacoli. We made an offer to Michael Hunter, but I would love... love For what show? For that April 24th. April show. Ooh. Nice. Mm. Mm. Um, Ain't there nothing for David Price? Uh, Price is due another fight, but I'm not sure. They haven't been banging the door down. We've had a couple of conversations about it, but, you know, he's always welcome, Pricey. Wants to have another knock. There's always intrigue around David yeah, Price. So. Well, because he's, you know, it's very hard, and sometimes he's a little bit vulnerable, but every heavyweight fight there's intrigue around. Do you know what I mean? I mean, look, I love... Molina against uh, Fabio Wardley. Good fight. I mean, you last night with old Lovejoy and Solomon Bakers. Oh, how could you know? I forget that? I know, I know. I haven't listened to it yet. I mean... What, what's... Anything, I just, anything like, for that? You know with um, Lovejoy? I do like Lovejoy. Is it, is it a wind-up? Like, there's no footage of any of his fights. Ed, you got him down for one of your shows. <laughs> I flew him over, mate. Right, okay. Yeah, but, but as things unfold, and as things have unfolded since then... There's no footage of a Lovejoy fight, right? Now, we know that most of his wins have been in Mexico. But, right? to be fair, there's no footage of your amateur career and you say yeah, well, to fight. That, so. Maybe that was non-existent as well, Eddie Hills, right? As people like to say. So, ultimately, we know he's had those fights, but we have no idea how good he is. Some people said, told me he's decent. Some people told me he can't fight at all. So, and then Dave, Allen, then Dave Allen's phoning me up, messaging me again. If, if you let him fight Solomon Dakers or anyone else, I won't be happy because I will come out of retirement to fight that fucker. So, oh. <laughs> so, at some point, we will probably entertain. I don't know if he's still under contract with Don King. He says he's not, but he said that last time and I had to fucking send him home. He said he's had to file for bankruptcy. No, I don't know. Um, but You should test the water a bit. Yeah? Definitely. With Johnny him. Fisher debut and all? Well, Johnny Fisher, Solomon Dake. Do you want to see Dave Allen against Lovejoy? I, mean, I just want to see Lovejoy and see whether he's what what he is. Just, it's unfinished business. I said to him yesterday, you have unfinished business in the UK. Listen, again, he's good for the sport. I think he's, a, I watch his stuff on Instagram. I think he's a character. But I just don't know whether he can fight or not. Just uh, Imagine if you get in there and the bell goes and he's like... All over the gap. Or what if he comes out like a killer? Maybe. Maybe. 
17 wins, 16 knockouts in it or something like that? Or seven? No, he's knocked out everyone, I think. 19, 19 wins, 19 Ks. Something. I think a lot of them occurred in the first round by all accounts. Mm. Mm. What was your record again, just remind There's me? 26 and 0 with 25 knockouts. <laughs> what did you fuck? <laughs> did you... No, mate, no footage, but, you know, I've got the trophies, so... Did I'm ranked with the WBA. Did you, um... Was you, uh, what? Like a boxer's boxer, or...? What's you... Jimmy Mack? I did. I think I did. Jimmy Mack watched every one of my fights. And how many was that? Three? Yeah, and he was... <laughs> there is a tape floating around of it, actually. I was absolutely useless. I was like that, which may surprise people. I was a sticky insect. Stand up, I couldn't stop bouncing on my toes, mainly because I was absolutely petrified. I'll tell you what. Do you I'll tell you one thing. Anyone about? that you thought, then, Yes, you? yes. So this is this is great. Fan the punch? No, not fan the punch. And this this would actually be amazing if we could do something here. So my first fight was at Dagnum, right? And my second fight was at Billericay. In my second fight, and I, I apologise to this man now in advance, right? So this is a story. So, I got matched against his kid. We were fighting Newham, right? Now, bear in mind, Newham's pretty tough. Yes. You know, that club, you know what I mean? So, and I was from Billericay, which, you know, probably not as tough, but there's tough kids down the gym. Actually, uh, um, one of a kid who I used to train with at Billericay came in the other day. And he gave me a photo of him. Anyway, so get this. They've gone to me. That's who you're fighting. And again, I apologise to this man. Might if he's even still alive. And he was a short, fat kid with a base and haircut like this. Right? And I looked over and I thought, what a touch! So I've gone over to my old man and Jimmy Mack, and I've gone, Baza. Fighting that kid over there. Look, I can't believe it. Mate, he's come out, eat like a fucking animal, and smashed me everywhere in the first round. His name was Francis, right? He was from Newham Boxing Club. So, can, like, there's a very good chance that, obviously, he grew up fighting, that he's a fight, fight fan, and there's a very good chance that he's fight, he's uh, watching this video. Francis what? I don't know, remember his name. How many Francis's from Newham Boxing Club were there? Probably not that many. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, this was in, blimey, I would say it was 19, 1991 or 1992. That kind of, yeah, I was about 13, yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be around. We'll do the rematch. Would you actually rematch him? No, because he's, he's, he's a fucking handful. Um, but yeah, so. So, Newham ABC, around 91. There'll be people who watch this video that 100% know who Francis from Newham. Who Phantom Francis is. Yeah. Again, I apologise for saying he was a bit chunky, but he was, and he had like a base and haircut. Because so, everyone did in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay, Edward, have you got anything else you'd like to add before you uh, venture off the fight camp? Um, fight bubble? No, just get ready. Get ready for an unbelievable run. Tune in this Saturday to watch the Leeds Warrior. Um, 
probably one of the most exciting fighters in, in world boxing. Get this win. If we can make this Kanzu fight, mate, honestly, it will be an absolute thunderbolt fight. So, good show this weekend. Cracking show the weekend after as well. Tune in. Sky Sports in the UK. DAZN. Worldwide. Let's go. Forgot about this. Still here. Still going. Anybody that hasn't ordered my book yet, Relentless, uh, available in all good bookstores. I will say one thing. On a serious note, you've got your flash on, haven't you? Um, thank you for everybody that did buy the book and has written to me to say that they enjoyed it. They've written to you? Yeah. On what? Emails, written letters, direct messages on social media. Okay. What have we got to justify myself to you? No, I just thought you meant you'd get fan mail or something. Uh, bits and bobs, yeah. Bits Do you get fan mail? Mm, not really, no. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think if I've got anything floating around, but what's this one? Nah. Got this. Brentwood School Times, they sent me. There's an old Brentwood here. Mm. Alright, mate. Eddie. Yeah. Close us out. We're out. I'll close you out. I will say this. Um, for I'd actually probably like to do a low key close out today because okay. I'm not feeling like I've got loads of energy or loads of words left to express. But what I would say is um, get ready for a huge run of shows. We are going global, bigger and better than ever. 2021 is the biggest year yet for boxing. It's the biggest year yet for matchroom boxing. We start with 12 shows in eight weeks in seven different countries. This show, this weekend, back at Wembley, the number one featherweight in the world, Josh, the Leeds warrior, Warrington against Maurizio Lara. Great undercard, Kiko Martinez against Zelfa Barrett and of course, Brilliant British featherweight title fight, Lee Mould against Reese Mould against Lee Wood. Next week, for me, one of the cards of the year so far, David Avanesian against Josh Kelly. The Bad Blood, Adam Booth, Neil Marsh, Avanesian, Josh Kelly, it's on. And don't forget, Ryland Charlton against Florian Marku, Robbie Davis Jr. and Jordan Gill in cracking fights as well, and the pro debut of Johnny Fisher. The weekend after that, Saul Canelo Alvarez against Avni Yildirim, his mandatory challenger, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Florida, the home of the Miami Dolphins. Can you believe we are promoting Canelo at the Miami Dolphins? Let me have some of that with Julio Cesar Martinez. For me, a future pound-for-pound -pound star defending his world flyweight title fight on the undercard. Also, same weekend, we have a show with Daniel Scardina in Milan. We also have Joseph Parker against Junior Farr. What, the all New Zealand heavyweight clash that will see either guy going to the top five in the world? You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Then, the weekend after, does it get any bigger? White against Povetkin, the rematch. Absolutely must win for Dillian White. Who's on the phone? Go away, ain't got time for this. What an undercard, JJ Metcalf against Ted Cheeseman. Fabio Wardley against Molina. Mickinson against Congo, I love that fight. Kamari also against Kane Baker, the pro debut of Campbell Hatton. What's that, March the 6th, March the 13th, what do you want? Do you want a legendary pound for pound fight? I think you do. Estrada Chocolatito 2, two absolute pound for pound legends, unification fight in Texas. And by the way, there's not just one world championship fight on that card, there's three. There's the undisputed welterweight rematch between Jessica McCaskill and Cecilia Breakhouse and the Ring Magazine champion Kyle Gucci making defense of his light flyweight title. What's that, March the 13th, the week after. Do you want to crown a British world champion? Yes, we do. Lawrence Akoli against Glowacki for the WBO world title. 
That is a cracking fight. Massive step up for Lawrence Ocoli. I think he's going to go through the whole division. Chantelle Cameron on the card, defending her world title as well. March the 20th, March 27th, we'll have a little trip to Spain. Cracking card to be announced. Gavin McDonald changing for the European title. Also another Brit changing Sandor Martin for the European light welterweight title as well. April the 2nd, we're planning a massive triple header in Uzbekistan. Giyasov, Madrimov, Akhmad Aliyev in a groundbreaking historic moment. Where we go next, Conor Ben against Vargas. Great, great card. Big step up for Conor Ben. Savannah Marshall, the revelation WBO world middleweight champion, defending her title. And a brilliant all-British female title fight between Rachel Ball and Shannon Courtney. And April 17th, we'll probably win the purse bid tomorrow for Andrade Williams. That's probably the date for that. April 24th is going to be just a monstrous, monstrous night on pay-per-view. We are just getting started, baby. Over and Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.